the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hump day it is indeedy. Um, I got a giggle. I, I, are we are we going to talk about this this uh, Meghan Markle, this phony Meghan Markle and Prince Harry alleged paparazzi chase in New York tonight? I can tell y'all, no. Okay, how desperate are these two to try to get some attention? I mean, did they hire a driver na- named Henri Paul to try to lead him toward a tunnel? I mean, how how far were these this was t- bone deep? Yeah. Down to the marrow. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, joining us tonight on Wednesday at every night. At, at, you know what? I don't mean to, I, I just realized I was about to segue from bone deep down to the marrow stupid to Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. He is the farthest thing from bone deep down to the marrow stupid. But he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Hey, Kay. How are you, Dynamite? Well, I'm good. I'm in a great mood because I we have a great story to share with people before we do our news you can use and educate them on actually how money works. Um, we've just got my favorite feel good story of the week so far. It's hump day and I can't wait. Skins doesn't even know about this story because he was out yesterday and I didn't even send this to him. And by the way, if you're new to the show, Wednesday nights at seven, we have financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows. On with us to give the news you can use in terms of money and things you need to know about money and how you need help from experts. And that is Dave Elhoff. I think that this guy, who remembers back, show of hands, who remembers back last year that this dude up in Canada was going to start the anti-capitalist coffee shop and it was going to be for people that 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 and, and the business model was that people could pay what they could afford hmm did anybody think that that was a winning business model who thought that that was a winner winner chicken dinner plan the pay what you can model um has gone down in flames <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Set to go out of business by the end of the month. And guess what he's blaming, y'all? He is blaming, he said, um, unfortunately, the lack of generational wealth 
uh, forward slash seed capital from ethically bankrupt sources left me unable to weather the quiet winter season or to grow in the ways needed to be sustainable longer term. Um, maybe it's the cheap customers who came in to suck up your coffee and not pay you a proper amount for it. Could it be that? No, he's got to continue to act like he's the victim, Elhoff. And the hypocrisy of his statement <laughs> is that in order for him to do what he's doing to start off, he had to charge extra, extra for special drinks. That if they didn't want coffee and they wanted a special drink, he charged extra for it. <laughs> so he subsidized the coffee with the extra drinks. Okay. So that was, I don't, I don't know what these pricier drinks were that he was trying to charge for. Um, but I mean, I, I, he had to have gotten the money from somewhere. Um, he, 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 this coffee shop was supposed to be anti-capitalist, anti-colonial cafe shop and radical community space on stolen land. Well, who wouldn't want to go and patronize such a sweet shop like this? I just don't understand. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to go in and do business and give money to anybody who's that stinking miserable i mean is that your idea of a good time to go into a shop that bills itself like you know we're here on stolen land and we're anti you know this we're anti that and then he says after he's been put out of business because he's a hashtag fail he says it's been an amazing experience connecting with so many great community members except the ones that wanted to pay him any money for his coffee <laughs> plus, plus, AK. You know what's interesting? What? I always ask this question whenever I'm giving a business proposition like this: What could possibly go wrong? Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, did he he got some money from somewhere? How did he set this shop up and buy all this inventory and buy this equipment? I mean, is there a bank in Canada where he went into and said, my plan in my business model is that I'm going to just let people pay whatever they want and I'm going to bill myself as anti-quote pigs and anti-military and anti-anarcho-capitalist? And they were like, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's help fund this. I mean, how did this even get off the ground? Yeah, totally. Probably had signs outside. Cops not welcome. Firefighters not welcome. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and who supports coffee shops more than cops and firefighters <laughs> and first responders? <laughs> Oh God! But what he a says, way to "Kill yourself." But he says it's been a huge success in every way he had hoped, and it's given him so much inspiration and education that he plans to use in future projects. So he's going to continue. He has not learned his lesson of capitalism and free markets. He just plans to continue on this failed business idea uh, down the road to someplace else. This is just I'm sure there's a plenty of idiots out there who will buy his book. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't. Oh, yeah. Even though they didn't want to buy his coffee, is he is he going to sell a book that people get to get for um, to pay like a quarter for a nickel for? Yeah. There you go. This I is mean, so he's, stupid. He's probably going to get stores all around Canada to do the same thing, right? Yeah. This is crazy. Where can I invest in that franchise? 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've made some bad financial decisions in my life. I will never get over the fact that I paid many years ago $500 for a business suit that was black and when I was moving to Las Vegas and it was too hot to wear. I've done some... Du- <laughs> I, but it looked amazing on me. Um, but I, So I've done some dumb stuff with money. But this is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, gosh. I, I, I tell you. I mean, if anyone's got any common sense, if anyone's got any kind of soul in their heart at all about why we're here on Earth, <laughs> that is total, total opposite yeah. of what you want to do. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, nobody should have to consult the financial thought doctor on a business model, including I'm just going to let people uh, come in and pay whatever they want. Is that what happens at Nordstrom? <laughs> right? Is is that going on at Starbucks? If I go in and I order a venti, which are probably now like nineteen ninety nine, and I've only got three bucks on me, is Nordy's gonna is uh, Starbucks gonna hand that over to me? No, no, not at all. So let's talk not about yeah. So um, you sent me a YouTube video. Did not about how about how money works. I did not have a chance to review it. We're talking to financial thought doctor, and it has to do with how money works. Um, but yeah, and I will share cool. that on the socials. But give us a rundown of of what do you want people to know, and maybe this guy well, will be listening. You know, I can send it to anyone. It's called about it, it's a ask me uh, segment that I use using uh, Wealth and Wisdom Institute, and it's a money matrix. And it takes you through questions of what you want your money to do. And then what it does at the very end of that, after you ask those questions, I can send it to anyone. Okay. Okay. And they can go through this little questionnaire. And then at the end of it, it shows you all the investments that you have available to you. How do they meet what you want your money to do? Okay. And it will be very transforming for you because when you go into the money matrix and you look at it, there's a lot of red, which is no good. There's a few yellows, which is okay, maybe, and very few greens of what you really wanted to do. And what it, it points out is that you can't go and look at the financial products at Wall Street and the government are telling you to do and depend upon them that if you follow their prescribed wisdom, you're going to fail. Yeah. Okay. As simple as that. That's so, scary. It's totally scary. So what I want people to do is send me your money matrix. Send me an email or send me a text and I'll send you the money matrix. Because it's an eye opener for everyone. Um, how do people? How do we encourage people to overcome their fear? To take the step to fill out something like this and be willing to take a look at what's going on and have the help, get the help that they need. That that living in fear 
it's kind of like what I was talking about with Reggie Littlejohn, you know, um, on last hour and without boring you with the details, because I'm sure you weren't listening last hour. But, um, you know, living living our lives in fear, never, never um, it's it's procrastination and it never living in lives in our in a in a way of in a way of fear that leads to procrastination where we better bury our heads in the sand only makes matters worse it doesn't it doesn't change the situation it doesn't mean that something bad isn't isn't happening by ignoring it so there's no value to you in ignoring this listeners the best thing that you can do is face it and change course right elhoff well what you need to do is you need to get wisdom. And what I do when I want to look for wisdom, I ask for God for wisdom. Right. Oh, right. I know that may be surprising to a lot of people, but that's the truth. And I tell people all the time, you want to get wisdom? Well, the wisdom of the world is for the world. It's not for you. True. And in order to get wisdom, I have a daily devotional through a resource called Abide. And that gives me so much hope, and it gives me the way for people to go forward to get wisdom. Because if you depend upon yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. Right. And that's why you need to have knowledge. But knowledge is great, but how to put that knowledge to work is wisdom. And if people will ask for this money money strategy that I am talking about, the money matrix, I will send it to them and it doesn't require them to put any personal information in. It just asks them, what do you want your money to do? Okay. And then it will point out to you what you're doing and how it may have some problems in the future. Now, it isn't about any specific product. Any okay. specific product, they're all out there, 401ks, uh, uh, brokerage accounts, real estate. It's all listed there. And it shows you, based upon what you really want your money to do, how effective is it. So it isn't about products. It's about strategies. Okay. And that, that, that's helpful to know. Strategy. That's helpful to know because it's take this first step. You don't have to reveal any private information. You don't have to be confronted with crap because I know a lot of people right now, particularly the last couple of years, there's people just not even opening, opening up their statements because they don't want to see how bad things have, have fallen. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and they don't want to share them. Right. And so <laughs> you got to share them because what you're doing now is going to determine where you're going to be 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Right. So you need to analyze and have a system, and I have the system that shows people where they're going to be 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years down the road doing what they're doing. Is it going to be what they want to be 20 years down the road? Right. And there's so many factors out there. We're talking about taxes. We're talking about risks. We're talking about inflation. We're talking about deflation. We're talking about regulation. Most advisors will talk about, they're going to tell you and show you a formula that if you do this at a certain rate of return for a certain period of time, you're going to end up with this. That formula is flawed. Right. Because we don't know what rates of returns are going to be. We don't know what the value of the dollar is going to be. 
and you take all that into consideration. If you follow that wisdom, you're going to fail. Well, I love how you start with wisdom through prayer first. And that's important. And, you know, if you have fears right now, the Lord can give you peace on that and, um, and, and help guide you. And this is, this is taking a first step in that. So pray first. I'm going to check out Abide. Is that an app? Yeah, I'm going to check out the Abide app. I've heard of that before. Somebody recommended that to me before. Yeah. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Financial thought doctor, spell it out.com. There's so many resources on that website for you folks to take a look at that you can't possibly have a situation that is not there through the many resources I have on that. Financial thought doctor, totally spelled out, dot com. And you can also text or call me at 619 619- Five four eight zero nine six five. All right, my dear. Thank you for calling in tonight. Appreciate you, my man. You bet. Take it easy. Love you. Love you. Bye. All right. Now stay tuned. DeSantis and Trump are getting into a battle over abortion. That seems strange to me. We're going to talk about that. We come back. Don't go anywhere. Airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. I wasn't necessarily going to talk about this story because, and by the way, don't forget you can uh, download our podcast, any of your podcast locations. We have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Our live number is 888-344-1170. When I think of Trump, one of the things that I think about in terms of his presidency and his campaign in 2016 and his presidency One of his biggest successes is he accomplished what I think was considered to be impossible. And that was, through his Supreme Court nominations, get Roe versus Wade overturned. We almost never get it right. Or we get it right with our Supreme Court nominees, even including Ronald Reagan. We typically, Republican Party, get it right about 50% of the time. The Democrats get it right 100% of the time, right? I mean, they get, their their far left kooks go through every time. And since, you know, the word, the name Bork became a verb, uh, the Democrats have been really clever at um, blocking Republican nominees And Donald Trump, one of the things that people weren't sure about him in 2016 was uh, whether or not he was a true conservative. And he said, let me prove it to you. I'm going to show you a name of nominees for the Supreme Court, people that I will nominate if I become president. And that's those names were who he picked. And I've had my criticisms of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, but the unthinkable happened. The what was considered impossible happened even under threat to Supreme Court justices. And that was the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And now forces within the Republican Party, including Ron DeSantis, are coming at President Trump as though he is not continuing to be the most pro-life president we have ever had. The most pro-life candidate we ever had when he was running for president. 
Ron DeSantis recently, while he was on his trip to Europe, pretending that he's not a candidate, but he was flying around the country trying to show that he had some foreign policy creds, signed into law the uh, uh, the ban at six weeks abortion bill in Florida. And Donald Trump was asked about it, if he would sign it, and he hesitated to answer. And I think it should be clear to everybody. Let's have some intellectual honesty here. It should be clear to everybody, as it is to myself, why he hesitated. Because remember right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, how angry I was that Lindsey Graham decided he wanted to introduce a bill in Congress to ban abortion? And I remember saying part of the benefit of Roe v. Wade was that it returned the power back to the states. One of the biggest issues was not about Roe v. Wade was not just that it was about life. It was about the Democrat Party using nine people in black robes to take the power away from us as voters and to turn right around and try to put that back under Congress. One of the things that that's going to do is then next, next go around, next Congress comes in, they can just change it versus supporting the fact that we are a constitutional republic. And if you hate abortion, move to a state. Why, well, Andrea, that's not a conservative position. It is the most conservative position. And it was a trap question for Trump. And it's a tricky one to answer because I'm pro-life. I like the bill that DeSantis signed. But I also like the notion and understand that we have one of the biggest issues we have. And the reason why they tried to stop Trump is the day of his inauguration when he said, today's the day I return the government to the people. That's what they're trying to stop. Who out there thinks it's a good idea that we go back to centralizing? Now that we finally decentralized, taking Roe v. Wade away from these justices, we're going to set the stage for the next Supreme Court to centralize it again? Here's DeSantis, and every time DeSantis opens his mouth, by the way, he hasn't even declared yet, he turns me off. Here he is, clip 11. I think that uh, as a Florida resident, you know, he didn't give an answer about uh, would you have signed the heartbeat bill that Florida did? They had all the exceptions that people talk about. The legislature put it in. Uh, I signed the bill. I was proud to do it. He won't answer whether he would sign it or not. I find this. And the reason why he didn't answer is because he's not running for governor. He's running for president of the United States. And he probably should have said, you know what, I, he, he said, well, I'm going to consider things. And that was the right answer. Shame on DeSantis. And by the way, DeSantis, if you're so pro-life, why did you have exceptions in there? Because either you're pro-life or you're not. That's typical DeSantis to me. He wants to ride the fence, right? He always waters down. Everything that gets signed, it's watered down. Oh, Andrea, six weeks isn't watered down. No, I applaud the bill. But let's be honest, it's got exceptions in there. So it's got exceptions for life. I don't have any exceptions for life. Do you, Skins? Life is life. That's my thoughts on that. I don't think DeSantis has any business. Yeah, I don't know how you can take a, a middle ground on that. It's, it's, it's like you said, you either kind of, you're in one camp or you're in the other. Right. And by the way, I mean, how many people have been, have, um, I, I don't, I don't want to go, we, we've already relitigated the abortion thing. 
Um, but the except, I, I, their exceptions make no sense to me. Either you, either you believe in the sanctity of life or you don't. What's the exception? Rape? You don't, you don't, so you, you don't solve a problem of rape by murdering a human being. It doesn't make sense to me. We don't need this kind of infighting, by the way. There was no reason for Trump to be asked that question, but to continue to further divide the Republican Party and MAGA. Trump is the most pro-life president we've ever had in the United States of America. And, and that right there is, is enough f- that Ron DeSantis needs to shut his mouth on that, in my opinion. Speaking of needing to shut their mouth, shall we play Kamala Harris? It's always good. This is we were playing the daily dose of clear, of, of non clarity with Joe Biden, but now he's refusing to answer questions. It's harder to get those fun clips. So let's make fun of Kamala Harris. Clip four. And most recently, they even want to eliminate classes that teach quote gender ideology. Well, so what are we talking about here? Classes that teach women's history. Women's equality? The study of the fact that there are still only 25 women in the United States Senate in a body of 100? Girl, please. Your party doesn't even know what the definition of a woman is. Your party supports the fact that a dude right now shares a cover on Sports Illustrated. Quite frankly, I'd rather look at Martha Stewart. At least enough money was spent on the Photoshop. Did you see that pic? You were gone yesterday. That was a big story. Although the reality is, can we be honest? I mean, she was almost entirely covered, okay? There was almost none of her 81-year-old body showing. So if you're going to put an 81-year-old on the, on the cover of Sports Illustrated and, and for the swimsuit edition, actually show her in the swimsuit. How about that? Or don't do it. That's my take on that. All right. Dude, we got to talk about it when we come back. We got to talk about the Dodgers. We got to talk about that. We got to we got to talk about it, man, because the dog has America's pastime become a drag show. Seems like the L.A. Dodgers may think that that's the case. And we're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I've never been a big baseball fan. It's not my pastime, It's but it is America's pastime. I mean, I'm an outsider. Almost everybody I know loves baseball. My late daddy sure did. Um, well, in June, the Los Angeles Dodgers have decided to give a, quote, community hero award to an anti-Catholic group of activist drag queen performers. They're called the, this would be the L.A. chapter of the, quote, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And these drag queens dress like Catholic nuns and they mock the faith with the motto, go forth and sin more. Which doesn't get any more repulsive. I have no idea why the L.A. Dodgers seems to think I guess this is who they think that their their audience is. I they guess. better play it really close to the vest because I know there's I I know a lot of fans like myself that that's just kind of a slap in the face of. Uh, I mean, and I can't give you an answer. I don't know whether at, at the immediate moment I I'm not going to stop watching, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to stop sometime in the future. I mean, uh, you know, heroes. They're getting a community hero award when the only thing they do is mock Catholics. That's disgusting. 
They're literally getting a, an award for mocking Catholics. Here's what Marco Rubio, Rubio had to say about it. He, he sent a letter to Major League Base, Baseball Player Commissioner Rob Manfred questioning whether the league is inclusive and welcoming to Christians. He says the sisters are men who, um, let, uh, let me read, I don't know, let's see how long the letter is. It's not that long. He says, recently you stated the Major League Baseball needs to make decisions that are as inclusive and welcoming to everyone as possible and keep us as a and keep as apolitical as possible. I write to ask whether your league wants to be inclusive and welcoming to Christians. And if so, why are you allowing a Major League Baseball team to honor a group that mocks Christians through diabolical parodies of our faith? He goes on to talk about that the Dodgers will host LBGTQ Pride Night at Dodgers Park, and they will give this community hero award to a group self-described order of queer and trans nuns that has mocked and degraded Christians and especially Catholics since its founding on Easter Sunday in 1979. He, in the letter, he goes on to say these sisters, quote, are men who dress in lewd imitation of nuns. Their motto is group and sin no more. The group's Easter ceremony features children's programming followed by a drag show where, where adult performers dress in blasphemous imitation of Jesus and Mary. The group hosts pub crawls mocking the Stations of the Cross and even the Eucharist, the sacrament, sacrament that unites more than one billion Catholics around the world. Dodgers Vice President of Marketing Eric Braverman said the team's uh, Pride Night is meant to, quote, foster an atmosphere of acceptance for all. Um, a Los Angeles many Catholics surely find that claim to be outrageous, but his words resemble your own closely enough that I am addressing you now to clear up any confusion about where the league stands on the matter. And the letter goes on. Um, this is repulsive. Absolutely repulsive. Uh, why is there even a pride night? Let alone that's bad enough because this isn't a family event. Are these drag performers? I mean, you think about... How many kids, whether it's a day or a night game or at a baseball game? Yeah. This is an... This... The the LA Dodgers have decided... It's one thing to host a Pride Night. I was just going to... I was just going to say that. This is next level. This is next level. Where you are honoring a group that you know exists solely for the purpose of mocking Christians and Catholics. I would say they're going to alienate and potentially lose a significant portion of their audience and fandom. Yeah. You know, during the whole take a knee business, baseball seemed to stay pretty much out of that whole controversy. There wasn't a whole lot of that happening. Happened a little bit, a but little not bit. like other sports. Not like not like the NFL. And by the way, Brittany Griner is back playing basketball. And she said she stood for the national anthem and she said, you know what, it hits it hits harder after you've been stuck in a prison in Russia. And you know what? Good for her for admitting that. Is that what has to take place? Do we need to round up all these anti-American idiots, rich anti-American idiots who, who only became rich in America and couldn't happen in any other country and throw them in a Russian prison so that they appreciate this country? This country was founded on Christians and Catholics and Judeo-Christian principles and values. And that's what the L.A. Dodgers have decided to mock. You know what, what, what? I would be curious, and they're probably going to be wise and keep their mouth shut, but the Dodgers also have several players that are devout Christians, and I bet you it's not sitting well with them. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Forcing them to participate in this and to sit there for that. 
I mean, if you're if you're an employee, I guess you have to sit there. And the, and that was my argument for the take the knee. Why do they get to decide if they are there as a, you know? Oh, well, it's freedom of speech. Well, not really, because you 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 uh, you you know here at the radio station, you don't get to just go and do whatever you want to do throughout the day. You got a job you got to do. We don't get to say whatever we want to say roaming around our job places. We don't have because we have a job that we have to do and we have to respect the employer and um, and there's workplace protocols and, and a workplace culture. Right. Um, so, you know, in, in staying consistent with that. They've got the, they've got to make a choice. They can, whether or not they, of course, it's not sitting well with the Christians, whether or not they feel like they can, you know, stand up against it and how they should do that is another matter. Um, as Christians, we're going to have to start taking a stand and be willing to sacrifice something. I would like to think that some of these players might speak up against this. I would hope so because there's, and I'm not going to call them out on, on the air, but there are several players within the organization and they're, they've been around a while. People, if you follow baseball, you know who I'm talking about and they have a very strong voice. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K show. We're going to talk about New York City and their plan for illegal aliens up there in New York. And I don't think you uh, parents are going to like it. Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, you missed a big story yesterday, Skins. I'm not even sure I talked about it on air. Um, I thought it was absolutely genius. This guy might be an, a nominee for Hero of the Week. He gets um, pulled over by the cops. He had, I don't know if he had had a couple of drinks or whatever, and he switched he switched seats with his dog and put his dog behind the wheel. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, at that point, I would have been the cop, and I, I would have started to play with the guy, and I would have, I would have asked the dog for his driver's license and registration. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, okay, I, even if you're intoxicated, you really think that's going to work? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it gave the cop a laugh. Oh, though. I'm sure it did. Yeah, for sure. You know what's not funny? is the continued abuse of children in this country by the Democrat Party. The latest case is they've decided to use a schoolyard at a public school in New York for illegals, and the kids have to go out in the middle of the street to have recess. Y'all think I'm kidding. Clip eight. Guys, let me show you the setup that the city is looking for, okay? It's just like this one here at PS132. You can see this building is the gym where migrants will be housed. This building is the main school building. They are not attached. And then in the center of it all is a beautiful playground here. But parents just found out that their kids won't even have access to this gated playground. They'll be forced to play on the street for the rest of the school year. A school community is not just the school building. It's the community, right? It doesn't matter if the building is not attached to it. It, That's semantics. City officials scoping out the school layout of PS 132 in Williamsburg after parents were given the heads up. Their school will be used as a shelter for migrants temporarily and student activities would not be affected. But this email from the principal states students will now have recess on the street using an open (laughs) streets permit. 
City Council member Justin Brannon says using schools to house hundreds of migrants simply doesn't make sense. At least 75 adult migrant men are housed in the detached gym at PS 188 in Coney Island. I don't know anyone that thinks using schools as shelters is a good idea, um, even if it's for a super temporary basis. Parents upset with the short notice are concerned about the safety of students ranging from pre-K to fifth grade. They got to be other places that they could go to. But, you know, that's to be in the school, right? My concern is I have a nine-year-old daughter, her safety issue. I understand it's separate entrance and stuff, but you just never know. Some wondering if the city is still putting New Yorkers first. How y'all going to cooperate with the people that's already been in the shelter system? I understand they need some place to stay. Everybody do. But what about the people that's already been there? What are you going to do with them? That's not fair. City leaders say this is a humanitarian crisis that will affect mm-hmm, every sure. city service. And the city is out of space. <sighs> yeah, no, it ain't fair. No, they're not thinking about the homeless people already in the shelter. They weren't thinking at all when they declared that we're a sanctuary city. They didn't expect any Republicans to send the illegals their way. Because, see, the liberals never expect to have to live under the weight of their own policies. That's for everybody else, right? This was bone deep, down to the marrow, stupid. Yep. And who's going to pay the price, kids? Oh, yeah, they're going to have separate entrances. Separate entrances. Oh, okay, that'll stop if one of these illegals is one of the 67 men that raped that little girl, right? Remember the little girl that had 67 different DNA samples inside of her? What if what if uh, one or more of these men, and what happened to all the women that are supposed to be coming here, right? All the unaccompanied minor. No, it's mostly men. Oh, but they're going to have a separate entrance. Nothing to worry about here. In fact, that we don't know how many of these are rapists, Right? Here's one grandmother protesting it. Clip nine. So the mayor's office will stress that the gym is detached from the school. And you can see just behind you right here, it's about 20 feet between the school and the gymnasium. Is that too close for your comfort? Of course. Of course it is. Very, we're scared. We're scared. We don't know and we don't have no concrete answers if these people have been in the process of being, um, if they check the backgrounds, we don't know if we're getting rapists, criminals, killers. We don't know anything. So we want to make sure of that. By the way, check that accent. That's somebody, That's somebody. It, she may be an illegal immigrant herself. But she's certainly not born here in this country, right? Given that accent. Isn't that a reminder that it's always the people the Democrat Party supposedly care about the most and end up suffering with their policies. She says they couldn't get, you know, we don't know if we get rapists, criminals, killers. Doesn't that sound awful lot like Trump said when he came down the escalators? He said, they're not sending their best here. They can be rapists and killers. And you know what? That's right. Cause that's a huge percentage of what's coming across our border. How do we know? Because the border is being run by the cartels. They're drug runners. Are there some people here with coming across with good intentions? Yeah, but this lady's right. You don't know who's who. Oh, we hope they're doing some background checks. Is that what she said? She seems like a really intelligent lady, but if she thinks they're doing background checks to find out if any of these people are rapists or killers, she's crazy. It's just what it is, is it's wishful thinking because she's got a grandchild. And I'm scared for for any of those children. But anytime there's a mass shooting in the schools, oh, if you love children... If you care about children, you'll you'll get on board with the gun control. They don't care about children. They wouldn't have these illegals anywhere near these children. Nowhere near them.
you know how many, who all has seen Million Dollar Listing New York? Do you know how many large penthouse apartments by these upper crust limousine liberal elites, how big they are, how many of them could house these illegals? They don't want to bump up against them. They're just like the, the elites in Europe who wanted multiculturalism, bringing all these Muslims from these different countries, and then they want to shove them out among every place else. They don't want to deal with them. I want to quickly, if I've got a couple minutes left, I want to piggyback on a follow-up on the story I talked about earlier at the open of the show having to do with this Christian school. Um, I, I touched on it, the school in Tennessee to where the trans terrorist went in. The school's argument is that the manifesto includes a sensitive information that would be harmful to the school, like facility schematics and confidential data regarding employees and students. That can be easily redacted. I agree that the school should be heard as to whether or not they want the information released, but this is a matter of national importance because this agenda of transgenderism is being shoved on every American We need to know the manifesto. I'm sensitive to the school, to the family. Of course I am. But don't you think, Skins, that everybody has a right to know what was in that manifesto? Yep. Particularly since there's a whole lot of people in the public locally around there that has a right to know. Because they're still living in that same community. Doesn't mean that I'm not sympathetic, going to pray over the school and them as victims, but hiding, and this is what I mean as Christians, they they could easily redact anything that's sensitive information. This is about fear. This is about fear that that if the manifesto is released, in my opinion, then it's going to um, reveal the truth and, and put the school and other Christians and other Christian schools back under the target, but I don't think that that's the right approach. I don't think living in fear and cowering, all that's going to do is enable this evil movement. It's not going to solve the problem. That's my opinion. All right. Love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Follow me on the socials. 844-814-5227 is our 24-hour hotline number. Email me at andreakshow.com. And we'll be right back here tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Love you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com